I think what I learned about myself and that really kind of like really got blown up this year is that I am like mentally stronger than I thought I was. And not in a conceited way, but in, in the sense that when stuff seems at its worst and like you just get down and what do they say? Misery loves company. You yeah. know what I mean? And like bad things just happen. One thing happens and the next thing happens and it's just like you can't get out of this loop. And I think I've learned to be able to take those things in stride and obviously not perfect yet, but take those things in stride and understand that it's like, okay, like what, how can I make this into a positive instead of just moping or however and letting it be a negative how can i flip this and say okay i'm gonna learn something from here or whatever hello everyone and welcome back or welcome to another episode of feeding curiosity i'm your host eric wenzel as always feeding curiosity is a podcast that explores the human experience Feeding Curiosity is all about conversations, and it's through these conversations that we can learn from other people, their ideas, their habits, their routines, and anything else they've picked up along the way. It is through learning from other people that we can have blueprints to live better in any form. My guest today on the podcast is returning friend Jordan Chris, and as always, me and Jordan jump on the podcast, and it's off to the races. And this particular episode was recorded on New Year's Eve, a couple hours before 2021. And so we took this time to reflect on the year. And really, this year was a whole bunch of change for all of us personally outside of the podcast. And so we really just dove in around the different things we learned about ourselves and what changed in 2020. And even though we could have talked about the negatives in which we did talk about many of the negatives, we try to look for silver linings in both our lives, in our relationships, and then also in our behaviors so that we could go into now 2021 with that much of a foot forward. And so with that, everyone, I think it's good to ask a question here. What do you take away from 2020 that sets you up for now success or future success, not just 2021, but going forward. Did you learn something about yourself that surprised you and that now you feel like you're ready for a challenge that you weren't before? And I'll leave you with that because I think that's a great way to prime you for this conversation with Jordan Chris. And I hope you enjoy. Thank you for listening. Happy, uh, happy new year or new year's Eve. First happy of all, almost, <laughs> yeah, almost 2021 strangest year ever. <laughs> uh, dude. Yeah, no kidding. It's just a crazy year overall. Even right now during, you know, these, this last end of the year, normally we're all doing things or planning to go somewhere and not even really happening right now. So I think for this conversation, we just Probably just reflecting on the year would be an interesting take on just where life took us. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. It's been, it's just to wrap it all up, right? Like at the end of the year, we had planned to come home to come see everyone do our thing like we always do. And then, yeah, had to cancel that kind of last minute. Yeah, and that makes sense. Just given the situation, there's not really a big payoff for 
coming home. Exactly. Yeah. In reflection this year, I don't know. It's felt so long. Like Alex and I were just talking, I think yesterday about when we lived in Chicago, we moved there. We're only there for, it was under two months. We were there for right back in March, almost a year ago. We're like, yo, it still now feels like we lived there longer lived in Chicago than we've lived here and we've been here longer <laughs> and I'm like dude I'm like that feels so long ago and it's like just under a year but it feels like that was like two years ago how long this year has been that's fascinating it makes sense because if you're not really out able to do things or feel like you're a part of that place then you're then it, you won't get that acclimation to being in a new place that you would normally expect. Exactly. We're feeling that now because we're doing what we can, but for the most part, like everything's closed. <laughs> like mm -hmm. almost like even just walking outside is like almost not closed. It's like, there's not really much to do. So we're here and we're like, if we just got up and left and went back to Chicago, like no one outside of my family would know that we're here. I don't know. It's interesting. It's cool. But uh, we're just waiting for as everyone else is waiting for things to get to normal again. One of the things I really, what I've noticed I've missed the most is just the random interactions that you'd normally get. And especially because when you were home, it was always at seven o'clock or so. And either you were working at the bars or you were off and say, hey, you want to go chill and just grab a beer? Like those kind of things that were not planned. Because like now you have to do so much. It feels like you've, to do anything, you need so much extra planning to be like, when are you free? What works best for you? And all of these other extra steps that kind of defeat the purpose of social interaction. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> right. Man, it's, it's crazy, dude. It's, I don't know. It's, it's different. Like you guys are at home, like everyone who's still home. And like when yeah. Joe comes back, you can just hop in the car. Yeah. A uh, quick ride. But you can do stuff, but... <laughs> Right. You're, you're halfway across the country. It's not like you can just be like, hey. And then, and then we're like, oh, like we still try to, like in our building, there's like common areas. Right. They're technically not open, but people still use them. And I'm like, man, it's, yeah, we can go down there and potentially meet people, but it's hard to meet someone when you have to stand like 10 feet away from them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, it's different, dude. And it's, it's funny how long it's taking people to acclimate to this because of how different even those little things are. It's just, I don't know. It's a, it's just a, I feel like it's such a tired conversation, but you never get tired of it because yeah. you're always like being, <laughs> it was like, okay, just maybe a couple more months and then we can just be normal people. We can go have a beer yeah, <laughs> and not feel guilty. It's, it's, it's weird to me at least because it feels like you, we, we've been doing this for so long, or at least I remember like work happening. It was like, yeah, well, it'll be over in a couple of months. Like this, totally kind of hand wavering away like no big deal yeah just yeah. work from home for now it'll be okay and now we're like nine months into this or whatever it is and it's not quick and now it's like the new like you said so tired the, the new normal right yeah. <laughs> and yeah just even just meeting people because everyone's threshold for this thing is so different like yeah. just what they're like worried about and how they're worried about it which is i think all of it's fair and like personally for me i think i've it just it's gotten to the point where i'm just like i played it safe as long as I could with the weather, because now that it's gotten cold here in Chicago, I'm like, I'm going to just take the risk to go to the gym still, because if I don't go to the gym and just leave my house for a little bit, I'm going to go crazy. And and I think there's a certain point where it's like, you got to do what still works for you. I think you're 100%. And you got to find normalcy. Mm -hmm. You can't just shut down, which... Hopefully, maybe at the beginning, people are like, okay, I'll just ride it out when they thought it was going to be four weeks long or whatever. It's coming up on a year. So you, you can't just 
shut down you know, your life. <laughs> yeah, because then that becomes your habit. And then that's what you're used to. So when things do open up again, now you have to get out of the of your new normal of not doing anything. And I got to go back to the gym or I mean, whatever the thing is that you need to get back to. <laughs> yeah. So it's important. And I'm being a hypocrite here because I haven't <laughs> worked out consistently in like about a year. So <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. uh, I have a little bit, but not, not anywhere near how I was. And it's, I know I should, mm-hmm. it's easy it's so easy to make an excuse to be like, man, I wish the gyms were open. Yep. But it's okay. They're not. I yeah. need to do it. Like you got to cut yourself off from wanting, like waiting for it to open up or, or things like that. Exactly. Exactly. And it sucks. Cause you, I think as people, we play this game with ourselves where we, some, maybe not everyone, but like you play this game where ourselves where you get overly optimistic. So like mm-hmm. at the beginning of this, you're like, oh, it's only going to be four weeks long, six weeks, however long you're saying. Yep. And you're like, oh, what's four weeks off at the gym or from the gym? You know what I mean? I can go back when it's over. And then that turns into nine months yep. and you keep thinking it's got to open up soon, right? Like I have, there's a gym in our building. Oh my God. So like, <laughs> I don't even need a membership. It's that easy. <laughs> like I just go downstairs and I'm like, it'll be open soon. It'll be open soon. We've been here for four months now. Three right. months. So I'm like, <laughs> it's not open yet. Oh my God. See, that would drive uh, me crazy. I'm like, can I just get like key? Like I'll clean up after myself. I'm saying, I'm like, bro, just let me come down here at 2 a.m. when you're awake. I'll fucking right. do it. Nobody <laughs> like, even know up. I'm here. Oh, man, I swear. And like, I know I'm not the only one who thinks this, but I will never take the gym for granted again. Oh yeah. Something is simple. Cause I felt it. So right now, like with the end of the year, I've been working from home since like middle of March and oh, through the summer it was fine. Cause I could just leave the house and go on a bike ride or on a run and just get outside and get away from screens. But now as it's getting colder out, it's like the want to get outside is less obviously. Cause it's, I don't want to like, cause you got to layer up and you got to figure out like how to do other things. And it's just not as comfortable. It's very different. And so for me lately going to the gym is like my one little escape from just being, especially you live in an apartment. At least I have a townhouse so I can move to different rooms. But like here, it's, it's still four walls and a computer screen most of the time or a TV screen, right? Like right. you go from one computer or one screen to another screen and it's, yay, this is your day. Like right. <laughs> not yeah. a lot of novelty. And then at least for me, it's like going to the gym. is like my one breakup in the day. That's okay, cool. I got to go do something for moving my body and have more space and just from what I've noticed at least is there's too many distractions for working out at home where I just won't put as much effort into it because it's just not the right space. Mentally speaking, like it's just, you get comfortable in different spaces and different spaces are used for different things. So it's like here at home, it's either I'm going to workplace or I'm like playing video games and talking and chilling with friends, not working out like mentality. (laughs) Right. Dude, you're preaching to the choir. hundred <laughs> percent. This was like my biggest reservation. Just to preface this, like when we moved here, I before we moved, um, we were looking in downtown Chicago uh, mm-hmm. to live in a high rise there. And Alex was like, oh yeah, we should, uh, let's like, we can get a studio to save money, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I'm not doing a studio because for exactly how you said, like when you're in a space that becomes like each space has its, purpose definition purpose when it's a studio that space is a mix of every purpose yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> um, and i was like i don't want to do that unless we move to la i was mm. like that's the only way i'll do a studio fast forward here we are and i'm running into that same 
kind of dilemma where, you know, our bed's here. So, okay, this is a sleeping space, but then two inches to the right. And then, no, now this is like the hangout space. And then, like, <laughs> little bit forward there's my workspace and then over there you know what I mean and then like outside we have like we have a patio and we have like our weights and stuff out there I'm like it's just too many things happening and it's so it's it's a decently sized studio but in the sense it's still a studio so it's so small in terms of I want to do this and get in this headspace so it's all those distractions it's so easy like I can be working out and my head can be like, damn, I wish I can play cyberpunk right now. Yeah. It's literally right behind me. Yeah. And all you got to do is look over and be like, ooh, what's going on over there? Because I've right. literally done that. Because like my workout stuff is literally like right behind the camera, at least mm. now that I've moved it inside. So it's, if I wanted to work out at home, it's all right over there. But literally with an eye shot, I can look at my other monitor here and see if other friends are hanging out in Discord and, and talking to each other, interacting. I'm like, but that looks like more fun. Like I can go talk to my friends. Yeah. And then when I'm writing on my laptop and I hear the discord chats pop up, I'm, right. like, <laughs> I'm like, Oh God, stay focused. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? So actually trick on that one. If you right click the server, you can mute them and you can set timers on it. So if you right click on the server, like the little bubble, mm-hmm. you could either do like when ser- mute server, you can, and it automatically says like 15 minutes, one hour, eight hours, 24 hours or when I turn it back on. Yeah. So if you, if you're trying to focus on something and people are talking or if there's lots of messages, just go ahead and mute that thing and you'll have a little bit of peace and quiet. Utilizing that. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) Yeah, man. I think that's one of the biggest things, at least personally, where it's, it's just really easy to get distracted. Yeah. And it's extremely difficult to leave like your comfort zone, like your home just because everything's closed. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we live downtown, so it's not like we can just go, oh, let's go. You know, I mean, yeah, we can get in the car and drive somewhere. But still, it's you can't just like, hey, I'm going to go for a walk and sit in this nice, quiet area and then get some riding done. You know what I mean? It's just different. That whole like yeah. <laughs> Starbucks culture of I'm going to go get some riding done over at Starbucks or what, whatever it was that you would go study at or do things like that. That's like weird now. We can't do it at all. Yeah. So and that's kind of what I was going to do because I, I personally like going places and being around people. You know what I mean? To write, it just gets me in the right headspace, but not around people where like, I know everyone and they're going to stop and hey, how are you? And have like, so when I used to go to Pollyanna, it didn't work work. (laughs) because I worked there and I'm like, oh damn, this is not the place for this. But when you go to those random spots, you can just sit off, Mm -hmm. you know, in the back or whatever and do your thing and no one really bothers you. I was like excited to do that out here because I was like, everything's new. And then now I can't. So, (laughs) you know, I Um, I totally understand that because it's, there's something about just like a productive space where other people, like other people are there doing their own thing. And so it makes it easier for you to be able to focus on the things that you have to get done without knowing you're going to get interrupted. Exactly. And so it just exactly. allows you to focus and tap into or get away from your, I guess the normal part of your life. Maybe is that the right, I don't know if that's the right word, like the, the normal distractions of everyday life. And there's like, I mean, thousands of them at home. So yeah, but I guess like enough with the negative though. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. About the negative signs of COVID forever. Um, definitely. But like looking back on the year, I don't know. It's like really, this is, okay excuse me for saying this but this is honestly like personally one of my favorite years like <laughs> like i'm like yo keep going bro you know what yeah. i mean like because as much as everything has been shitty i feel like there's a lot of positives that are coming out of it you know what i mean not just for me but i feel like a lot of people i feel like it's a huge year for introspection for people like people are really figuring out 
more about themselves. And I almost feel like without this backdrop that's always hanging over our heads for the past nine months or however long, I don't know if it would have been as widespread of a realization, I think. Yeah, I have to agree with you in a lot of ways. Like we, I had this conversation about like gratitude and like what you're grateful for in for the year, right? Like we could be negative and down about like how bad this year was, some total, you know, or how many struggles we had to deal with, given all of the different situations between the election stuff and the different civil unrest that we, we happened in the middle of the, the year as well. Like, and that all is important and things like that. But like on a more personal level, with like you and just even what I've done here. It was always, it's always like this sense of gratitude in the sense that like the, when people would ask what's going on, it would always be, oh yeah, my brother moved out and he lives in Denver now. And then, oh yeah, my friend Jordan, he lives out in, in LA and it's all of these like really cool like things and like Joe even, he just graduated with his bachelor's. All of these life achievements that all happened under these ridiculous circumstances. And it's, damn, that's pretty cool. We all did something even though it was like some of the worst conditions to go do something. <laughs> right. Like the one year where you're not supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like every, no matter what year, it's always difficult. That's what we said when you, right before you guys left, the why now type idea. But it's, yeah, why now is always the question. <laughs> yeah. And it's, Dude. Go, ahead. Go, go ahead. No, you're good. I, I'm, you got excited. So I need to know, I want to know what you got. I was just going to say, it was like, I feel like it was almost easier for a lot of things because of this year mm. um, in a weird, really backwards way. But I feel like, let me try to think back. I'm trying to think of how it started. So when we first moved to Chicago, that's when quarantine started. It was like that. It was like that week same week. Yeah. Like you guys yeah, moved in like, all your stuff and it was like, oh yeah, everything's closing. It was the next day. So like we moved there and then tomorrow was nothing. Like we got there and we we're like, okay, we just got to wait this out. Like my birthday was in May. Mm -hmm. So we were like, it'll be over by my birthday. You know what I mean? So we're just waiting it out. By then we ended up leaving and going to live with my dad. And we were both lucky in regards that we already worked from home. So a lot didn't change. But since the world around us changed, there was like a lot of leniency almost to a lot of different things because everything slowed down. So even with my job, they were like, okay, no one's going in the offices again, where at the time, if the offices were still open, there was like other things I could have been training on where I would have had to be in the office. So it's potentially I would not have been able to move if that was the case. Mm -hmm. But since they were like, we don't see you anymore, Hey, go ahead. <laughs> like, yeah. Who, who cares? And then part of me feels bad for this. And a part of me is kind of like, it's a blessing. But when yeah. that first stimulus check came, we we're still working. And you're in the same boat. So did we really need it? No, but I wasn't going to say no. You know what I mean? And <laughs> that helped out a lot. Uh, just in terms of being able to save more and set all these things up for success. And then also at the very end of it, just even where we live now, I don't know this for sure, but I'm assuming that we got like a good price because of COVID. Oh, that makes sense. So I like made it. Yeah. And my whole thing was like, the idea is to get out there and like wherever you're going, get there and then everything else will make sense. So we kind of got lucky really. Yeah. It's like a perfect storm, right? Like you never know what, like how the, the everything's going to play out so that it gets you closer to the goals that you want to achieve. And it's, if the opportunity presents itself, then you have to jump on it. If it just makes sense, then you have to just go. And you, you, especially yeah. if you have friends or family and they're always going to ask you like why, or just try and get you to 
be less risky, possibly. I'm like trying to think of the right word. And it's part of life is just dealing with the unknowns and the curveballs and just going on with your hunches and just saying, this feels like the right choice for my life. And if it doesn't, I guess I'm coming back home. And legitimately, if you're there for a year and you just come back home after that year, it's at least I tried. But it doesn't like, does it really change anything at the end of the day? Not really. That's the biggest point. It's okay to fail. Yeah. It's not even failing in my eyes, at least. Like you go out there and you live and do all that stuff. And it's like, now no. <laughs> in this regard, I wouldn't say failing, but yeah. I, I guess broadly speaking, yeah. uh, it's, I feel like a lot of the reason why a lot of people don't do like a move such as this, especially when they're in like the, a similar field that I'm in, which is funny. And I'll bring this up after, <laughs> but <laughs> when you're like, you're in this kind of field or like an artist in some way that's, you always know, I got to go to LA or New mm-hmm. York. Atlanta is even getting up there now. Oh, interesting. Yeah, for music, at least. I don't oh, know. Okay. Music and fashion, I think. Definitely music, though. People, I, I've like talked to a lot of people, and people say, I don't want to move there just to move back in a year. I get that 100%. I understand. I don't want that to happen because, like, one, you're worried about how other people are going to perceive it. And then, two, it's, you consider it a waste and stuff like that. So I get it. I had the mm-hmm. same thinking. But then I'm like, okay, but you know what? If that does happen, okay, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I would rather try and have it not happen and not try at all because then it doesn't happen anyway. But to that point, now for screenwriting, it's funny because now everywhere I'm looking, everything I'm seeing is like, oh, does a screenwriter, do you have to be in LA? And every single person is like, no, you don't have to be in LA. You can stay home. Chicago is really big now. And I'm like, a <laughs> word. You're, like, you're like, like, I'm about to kick some ass. <laughs> right, I'm like, the show. Granted, though, I do like it. I've always wanted to move here, but I'm just like, that's hilarious. But and I think, at least in today's modern age, I think you can make almost anything work just because you can connect with people like this, like through the internet. But I think there's something to be said, though, that getting to a certain place and then also being able to brush shoulders with people, like accidentally or on purpose accidentally, is, <laughs> yeah. is like part of it. Like, the culture is a really important thing that I think people don't realize until they've immersed themselves in it. And especially something like, like uh, screenwriting or really artistic things, because it's like immersing yourself around people that think similarly enough to the interests that you have. Because otherwise, if you're say you're like in a group of friends, who's not creative at all. And they're like, (laughs) they're going to look at you. What the hell? (laughs) Because you're going to have a way different perspective than they do. And they're going to just be like, what's what? Why do you want to do that crazy thing? Why don't you just do what we all like what we do collectively kind of thing? Because you probably have a shared interest with them anyway, at some level. And so it's just you have to be around people that aren't going to undercut where like where you want to be. No, I agree. And that's and I think that's the biggest point to move somewhere like here in whatever field to go where that field striving because you have people so even as small to say i was getting my hair cut and talking to uh my barber out here damn i can't remember his name i apologize i apologize but <laughs> but as he was cutting my hair he was like asking me oh why'd you move out here blah 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 and my mom is screenwriting blah 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 and it's not that people in chicago in that same regard were what why would you do something like that it wasn't <laughs> like that usually people are interested or think that's cool or whatever it's small talk but it was just different because he was like, oh, that's dope. I'm here to do this. I'm just doing this for the time, you know what I mean? So it's it just, it seems more like the norm that everyone is working towards something else. Yeah. 
you know what I mean? And just that culture in and of itself, I think kind of fosters a good environment. So that's why I always advocate. If there's a place that you feel you need to be for whatever reason, do it, go there. You know what I mean? Even yeah. if it's not permanent. I don't know. I don't see myself living in LA forever, but I think it's like the time now. Yeah. I think it's, you, you go to places where you think you can learn from, right? Even if it's not where you'll be forever or for whatever reason, if you fall in love with a specific place, it's for me, I think what, what, drives me to want to go to certain places or you know think about living there would be more of something that in a weird way feels like home but also feels like home where I can be with friends and family because especially given this year it's like having not being able to see people where you normally see them like specifically my brother right like my brother's lived with me for all of my life and he's been gone I think probably like for a couple months when he went to Europe. But outside of that, he's never really gone for more than like a day or two, if at all. And so like <laughs> to have that like big change and then just not be like, oh yeah, he's just not coming home. And then slowly but surely, like I've taken over his room with my work stuff. So that I just use the desk in there for work stuff now. And it's his bed just got his clothes piled up on top of it and stuff like that. And it's just like this weird, like, I'm like, his stuff is still here. So if he comes back home, he can use all of his stuff, but it's just like another room now, almost. Right. <laughs> just right. like memories of his stuff kind of thing. And I'm like, this is the strangest thing ever. I'm like, and it's not the, to say it's just like missing per se. Like it's not like super sentimental, but it's more of just, damn, this is just different. Like, <laughs> right. that's, that's interesting because I've never, I've never been on that end of it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've always been the one who's like going. So like when I went to the military for, mm -hmm. I mean, that was only like basic training. So it was only three and a half months, <clears throat> just under four months. And so like I left for that. I wasn't there to see how weird it was. Or then when yeah. I go to college, now I'm moving out here. I've never thought about that. That'd be an interesting thinking, question like, to ask your mom and just be like, Hey, what was it like when my, like having my room be empty and you not have to ask me something like, Hey, I already know. I already, she told me it's like, <laughs> she, uh, at first I think she loved it. She was like, Oh yeah, he's gone. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. the kids are out. And then that lasts for what, uh, not even a month. And then they're like, Oh, I start missing him and stuff. It's funny. It's funny. Cause they, you know, at a certain point, I feel like once you hit high school, all they want is you to get out. And then once you leave, they're like, it's hilarious but yeah that's super interesting that's uh man i'm thinking about colorado right now and i'm like i really do love colorado that's somewhere i do want to move at some point for yeah some period of time i i feel the same way after after being there for a little bit and just like the kind of weird mix of like urban and natural that they have there it just i don't know it just seems to me the to be the kind of move that would be good for being able to make the most of something like this situation at the very least. And then going forward, yeah. being able to go out into nature again and get to places when things do open up and be like, just learn life skills because there's a, there's a certain amount of life skills that you learn. Just like, I remember like I typed it up recently. It was just like, what sounds great right now is just having like as little technology as possible. And then just be like in a log cabin and you bring like maybe just a laptop or something just to write on, but not use the internet. And then you just wake up early with the sunrise and then you go out all morning and go hiking and stuff. And then you just go out for as long as you either get hungry or until it gets too dark and you go back to your cabin and then you repeat for a week or whatever. And then you just do that. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Like 
right? I'm, I'm <laughs> looking forward to doing that actually pretty soon. I'm going to go out and just get probably an Airbnb just in the middle of nowhere. That sounds perfect. <laughs> like, it, it just sounds like the perfect level of unplug, at least right now, because I took a whole bunch of time off right now just for the New Year's and, and Christmas. And I'm like, I just need to get away from the to-do list. I'm sure you see, feel like the same thing to some degree because my job is just very repetitive and it just after a while I'm just like I don't want to sit in front of the screen anymore like I don't want to sit in front of any screen anymore (laughs) I know so like dude just for to that point Mm -hmm. I bought blue light glasses because I'm like I'm looking at screens Mm -hmm. permanently now right and I'm like I feel like I should buy them and use them to an extent but yeah man it's for me honestly I've been working like more that I took time off. Like I, I deleted social media last week or yeah, I think that was last week. Deleted social media just so I can focus and like really plug in and get some work done. I'm working on a feature that I'm just under halfway done with mm-hmm. or no, halfway done with. So I'm just like focusing on getting that done. And uh, it, it's refreshing though to be able to get like log off from the nine to five. I'm sure you feel the same way because it is the tediousness of it and things like that. But yeah, you know. I just noticed the the longer this has gone on, it's easier to just get wrapped up into doing that type of work. And then by the time you want to get the things that you feel creatively motivated to get done, it's like you don't have any like focus left to be able Mm -hmm. to, to get anything really good uh, uh, like done. So it's kind of like, for me, it's been just just a way to create a reset so that I can get stuff done. And I guess thinking time is is the way I would word it. Cause, cause a lot of what, at least for me, it's like, Thinking about what I want to do or what I want to say is like most of the work, but it's like it never gets put anywhere. It's more of just thinking about it in the background if I'm at the gym or something. And it's okay, cool. I think I figured out something like I want to say now. And so it doesn't look like you're being productive, but realistically I am because I don't have to think about the nine to five type thing. (laughs) Uh, I feel, dude, I feel you a hundred percent. And uh, yeah, there's times where I'm like, I just, you almost want to just not do anything. If it's like playing video games or whatever mm-hmm. it is, just so you can like think on those other things. Cause sometimes you yes. need time to just it or date. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Let ideas come across. So I, that's one of the things I hate. I hate forcing like I, deadlines are important, but I hate when it's so strict that it doesn't give you time to really flush out the full idea. And obviously they're important because if there weren't any, you wouldn't get things done just in that regard. And that's, I think the biggest reason why I miss the gym is because when it's when I'm there, it's like headphones on. They really rarely ever come off. You know what I mean? And so I know what I'm doing, and it's I'm focusing on that. And it's like since there's so much focus to it, it's almost to the point where I'm not even thinking on it. It's like instinctual. So it's just happening, and that frees my thoughts to okay. I'm I'm stuck on this part in the story. Like how can that just opens it up? And a yep. lot of times, more so when I did music, but I would figure out a part of a song and have to stop and write it down. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. like so I miss that and I don't get that working out at home. And I think that's part of the like why it's not as appealing. Yeah. Because it's not that same environment and the focus isn't there. Mm-hmm. That's a really interesting idea. Cause I've heard other people even on the podcast say this where it's like they've had their best ideas, they're like running or moving the body in some way. And it's it's almost like if you preoccupy the body, it allows the mind to work out its knots realistically and i've noticed the same thing too like doing repetitive tasks like even at home here i'll put on like a simple video game or that's like repetitive probably for you it'd be like similar to madden or something 
where you're like, you're still engaged, but you can still listen to something else where it's not like super actiony. And like, I'll put like a podcast on or I'll listen to like part of an audiobook, so I can be more engaged with what I'm listening to than what I'm actually doing with my hands. Right. And it's like this therapeutic experience almost where I can like, it's, I call it like thinking time where I'm not talking to anybody. I'm just like absorbing information to use it in a different way. And, and it, it really, I've noticed that it like helps a lot just to get ideas like out or just be able to think about them more clearly than being distracted in other contexts. I hear that. Do you, is that how you would say you meditate? Is that what you would define your version of it? I know we've talked about your routine before, but. Yeah, I guess it's similar to meditation. For me, meditation normally happens during like shower time, like right after the gym and stuff. Cause like for whatever reason, I really just enjoy the idea of doing something active and strenuous in the form of a workout. And then either around my shower or shortly after the shower, I will meditate for 10 minutes because there's something just, it's like the shower is like similar to working out in the sense, like it allows you to be like therapeutic shower thoughts. There's something about the repetitive feeling of the water and it's, I'll use the shower in a sense to further the meditation thing where it's like, can I drown out the physical sensation of water hitting my body and just focus on the breath? Yeah. Just not focus on the thought because it's like this weird little point in our day. That's the transition to some degree or just like where you're outside of the normal world like you step into the shower and it's you're just in the shower now there's nothing else going on so you it's like i try to not think about my to-do list or things that happen during the day during the shower time yeah that makes that makes a lot of sense that's usually when i'll do and i i don't so like when i as you would define meditation like actually meditating mm-hmm. i don't do that too often but i'll just what I can like call it is just thinking intensely, (laughs) you know, like really like thinking on something I'm stuck on Mm -hmm. or if something like upset me earlier or something like in the shower, I'll just really be focused on that thing. You know what I mean? And then I usually have like music blasting at the same time, but (laughs) yeah, yeah, it's interesting because that is one of the, like the only times that it's like, just that's what you're doing. You're also, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, I find it, I don't know, for me, it, the reason I really do it there too is it just fits in my day because it's, I know my habits and it's, if I don't do it around that time, then I'm just not going to do it because I'll get distracted and talking to friends. It's almost like if you get a text message from somebody and you open it up and then you don't respond. And then if you don't respond in the next, when you either open it or with soon after opening it, that message is not going to get responded to for a couple of days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like that. So if I don't do it then, then it's not happening that day. And I've just noticed it's just a good way for me to like scrub anything that's bothering me or like things that I'm like holding myself too accountable for just being like you didn't get enough done today or like the last week or whatever it is that i'm usually on my own case for it's you're really slacking off in the gym like those kind of thoughts that usually will come up around then i'm like you need to just let it go because it's it's like i I saw this earlier today actually it was like uh it was a thing about being anxious or having anxiety and it's like being anxious is paying a debt you don't owe and i thought that was hilarious because it's kind of ooh, that's pretty good It is. That's like a very good description of it. That one, other one I like is make yourself go through it twice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's about the to-do list. I'm like very, it's funny because I'm trying to like shift into having more of a schedule or to-do list. And I'm looking at because I have my vision board, whatever you want to call it, hanging up up there. And I have like 
things that need to be done listed out. And I've always been the person who's very just, it feels like the time to do it. That's when I do it. But now I don't know. Now I'm changing where I'm like, I feel like my day has to be meticulously structured and I'm like fighting against it. Cause I don't want that with the stress <laughs> that comes if you yeah. miss your coffee at six, not your whole day's fucked. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I don't want to be that person, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I definitely feel that in a different way. Cause it's, I remember even thinking back a couple of years ago, like being really invested in school, it was really easy. I remember just having my routine be so much more like tight. If is, it might be the right description. Like I was all, cause I had to work at Walmart really early. So like staying up late was not an option. Otherwise I'm going to be a zombie at work or worse, not wake up at the right time. And I just remember like having this really strict regiment of just like, you go to sleep at 10 o'clock, no friends or but about it. Like you just, whatever you were doing up until that point, you're not, nope, go to sleep. And and it's like these weird ebb and flows of things. It's the longer this quarantine is go on, the easier it is to get distracted by the things on screens. And then it's, you stay up an extra hour too late. And then all of a sudden your sleep time is starting to shift and it's harder to wake up. And then all of a sudden, like it's all these knock on effects that I'm just like, these are bad habits and you have to like really exert self-control because if you really, if you really want to make real changes in your life, it's not succumbing to the easy way out or the distractions that are like easily to be let go, right? Like telling yourself one more when you know one more will not really be one more. It's like any, any good diet, right? It's the same principle as like dieting. Like sometimes you just have to cold turkey or, or mm. because you or just say no to it all together because that your tendency is just not that we all have our weak spots. No. Yeah. It's uh you have to know yourself. I think first and foremost, I think some people can't do cold Turkey depending on what it is like. And yeah, I think the mind usually goes to like cigarettes. People say you just have to do a cold Turkey. Some people can't do that because the second they're stressed, it's thrown out the window. And uh, I think I am more of a person who has to do cold Turkey because I don't know how long I've been saying I want to go vegan. <laughs> and like, I'm still, I'm still eating the exact same. Cause I've been like, no, I'm going to gradually do it. But then like, I'm like, all right, I'm going to have a burger today. And then it's okay. That was delicious. I'm going to have no, you know what I mean? Right. And then like, anyone got another burger? <laughs> right. Like, can I get six of those? <laughs> I'm, I'm vegan soon. Let's let me have six burgers. Right like, now. I'm, I'm just getting um, out of my system. Right? And then it's been four years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so like, I, for a lot of things, I think it is like when I first started going to the gym, it wasn't a gradual, I'll go a couple times a week and then add on. It was like, no, I'm going to do this. And it wasn't so conscious. It was more just, okay, I want to start doing it. And then I just started doing it. You yeah, know, I didn't yeah. really do much research into it. I was like, I'm just going to do what I know. I played sports before. I have a basic understanding of what it means to work out. Now, if I can go back, I would have done some research before because then I wanted to screwed my shoulder up, <laughs> you know I mean? which is good now. But at the time, I really like, screwed myself up. But right. it, it is, I think it, it's important to know how you are. So then when something like this pandemic happens and you're forced to revert or change behaviors, that you're not like in limbo when it eventually does end. Yeah. Or just pick well, up bad habits. <laughs> yeah. Because I used to not smoke like marijuana, mm -hmm. weed, whatever. Yeah. Every now and then I would, but right. I feel like now it's just so easy because it's like, I'm not. Right. I'm, I'm going to be home. Like I don't <laughs> got to worry about being like all there all the time. So right. might as well. So it's like after, obviously not for work and right. um, not when I'm writing. So if there's stuff like that happening, no, but like once that's done, you know what I mean? It's, uh, and that's a habit that I'm like, I don't want that to continue because then if it's like, hey, people are hanging out or there's something to do, I don't want to be stoned and like right. show up. You know what I mean? I don't think that's a uh, tweet serum, but 
that's not how I uh, carry myself at least. Yeah. I, I think that's a fair thing to say. Cause it's, it's, I think it's easy at least, especially like adding something in that is like marijuana where it's mind altering, where it changes your perception of reality or slightly at the very least. And it's even similar to drinking. Cause I, I would do this even a little bit too, where it's like earlier on, I would just start grabbing a beer like randomly, like after the gym or during dinner. And I'm just like, just to do something different just to drink. It wasn't even like to get drunk. It was just like taste something different. Cause I drink water like 90% of the time. So it's not really the most exciting thing ever. So I just wanted to a different mouthfeel at the very least. <laughs> and so I just like doing these things. And I'm like, you don't drink all that often. And now you're just doing this because you want, I'm like, what's going on here? This is, that's how slippery slopes happen. And it wasn't to just be like, it wasn't that I was medicating myself, but it was just something that I wanted to do for just in, to keep it interesting. And so for that reason, I totally get it. It's And it's like how to keep yourself from convincing yourself you should keep doing something when you know you shouldn't, right? <laughs> like we're really good at making excuses for our behaviors. <laughs> yeah, especially if it makes you feel good in some way. It's not, I should keep doing that. <laughs> I don't know. Especially drinking. I think drinking is going to be, I, I wonder, I'm curious about this and I feel like we should pay attention to this, but to see the effects of alcoholism or really substance abuse in general moving forward past this, because I know people are picking up behaviors that they may not have had once this started or like reverting back to things that they might have put off just after this, if it's like a spike in addiction or something like that, I'm just. Yeah. Lonely. I feel like a lot of it will stem from loneliness at its core because I can imagine, I bet you or Alex could probably elaborate if you say like you are sing- single and out in LA right now would, it would probably be a lot harder of, of a time period than it, than this has been overall because it just, I think a saving grace for me at the very least is I still have my parents here and I can talk to them every day, even though I'm maybe not like sitting in the same room as them all the time. I think it still goes a long way to not feeling like this is as weird as it really is because at the very least I can talk to them and figure out what they're doing at work and, all that kind of stuff. There's just that some sort of constant human interaction where some people like outside of maybe talking to their friends over zoom calls, they've probably barely seen anybody this year. And I just don't think that's healthy for most people, regardless of if you consider yourself an introvert or not. And I personally, I consider myself an introvert, but even for me, I I miss a lot of that type of stuff. And I think it's important to realize that, no matter how introverted you are, we still need social interaction. A hundred percent. I feel like the way I described introversion and extroversion is it, it just changes how quick your battery depletes and charges. Yep. So extroverts, it's a battery charges quick and it, you know, lasts long. They got that MacBook Pro that <laughs> <laughs> last 20 hours or whatever. Right. Um, where introverts is like a bottom line laptop that gives you four hours of life on 12 hours. And so I think like a lot of people who are introverted, at least for me, because I consider myself more of an introvert, probably realistically more to the middle, but definitely times that I'm like, I don't want to fuck with anybody right now. Sometimes I'm just like, I just feel drained. And then if I schedule something for that day and then no, I have to interact or whatever, I'm just like, oh, damn, yeah. <laughs> it's not there yet. You know what I mean? But Amen. Like, <laughs> right? I feel <laughs> you. Like, and you're just like waiting for the excuse to not go to pop up and you're like, it's whenever it comes. And then it, most times it doesn't come, but, right. <laughs> but uh, 
You're like, oh, um, wait, something came up and we can't go. Oh, damn, that sucks. And you're right. like, yes. Yeah, you're trying your best to sound disappointed, but really. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, it's with this, it's especially moving out here, living in a studio and everything being closed. Mm-hmm. It's uh, like the battery is just fully charged, like at all times. So yeah. I'm not using it. I'm just plugged into the wall. Yep. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you're in standby mode. You're like, somebody. Right. <laughs> But what's funny is that's actually, if you leave your computer plugged in, that's actually bad for the battery. So it's, I don't know, it's the Zoom calls and stuff like that is important. And it's important to like now to really people who do live alone, especially because there's a lot of people I know who made like a cross country move, like right before this happened and they did it their own. And now they're just there. A lot of them moved back home, which I realistically, I probably would too. If I would have moved out here alone like right when covid started i probably would have tried to go back home because i'd be like what that like, sounds absolutely unbearable you're like i'm not <laughs> getting any benefit here except that i'm just closer to this community that would exist if it were <laughs> right if things were open and so hopefully it's right around the corner so this hopefully isn't a issue anymore but i really do feel for people who are alone and we have your zoom calls but Okay. That's not the, it's not the same. You don't get the same interaction as with your like sitting face to face with someone. And it's to the point where you can't even go and sit at a bar and just talk to the bartender. You know what I mean? I feel like, it's, I feel like before COVID, a lot of people used that who were lonely, mm-hmm. at least had that. They're like, I can go to the bar and I'm a regular here. They all know me. And those become like your friends. That's like the culture you're in. Yep. Um, and now you just, that's stripped away. I think, I mean, we all need an outlet, right? Like even the people, for instance, going to the gym still, I, if I go at the same time every day, I see the same people there. And even though I'm not like friends with those people, it's still like, I see by just seeing these same people that I don't, that are there at the same time. It's oh cool. You are a regular at this place (laughs) kind of thing, you know? And, And it's like this weird sense of comfort to just go out and interact in the world and be like out. And like acknowledging other people's existences outside yeah. of like that aren't in your own home kind of thing, which is, it's so strange to say that, but like, yeah. it's like really important. And just like, even just being able to, what I've noticed too, is like zoom calls are one thing and they're useful because uh, without this, it would be even more unbearable, but well, like having a real conversation and you can interject thoughts and get more animated like that level of interaction like having our cameras on helps i've noticed but if you have more than two or three people on here it becomes a mess because you can't really just be organic and fluid and dynamic that you normally get in like a normal conversation and having that like just body language and those all those like subtle things like just add up to a a richer experience which is which we don't it, you don't realize it until it's gone. Yeah. And there's it, exactly. And there's uh, something I noticed about the differences between a zoom call party get together or uh, <clears throat> one that's like physical. I didn't really notice this was a thing until I noticed it couldn't happen. But when you're at a party with a group and say, it's just say it's all your close friends, you say it's like 10, 12 people, but you're all in the same room. There's different pockets of conversations going on. It's not like everyone is talking the entire time. (laughs) Sometimes, yeah, but like for the most part, conversation will break off. Like you and Joe will go talk about something, philosophy or psychology, and we'll be talking about the bears. You know what I mean? But we're still all together. On a Zoom call, that can't happen. Like me and Ben can't be talking about the bears while you and Joe are talking about Ford. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so I'm like, that's 
crazy because for that reason, I feel like it's better and it's helpful, but for an introvert and that kind of environment on a Zoom call, when you have all those people, they typically won't speak much Yep. because that kind of a person who's more, who's closed off, doesn't want to take the room and be almost broadcasting. It's crazy how like those tiny, like minute differences in interaction yeah. actually are like huge. Cause you can go through a whole Zoom call and I feel like I've done this before, been on call and didn't say a word yeah it's because there were so many different people and i'm like they're talking i'm just gonna let them talk and listen but that's not because i have nothing to say or whatever it's just it's just how it's not easy to break into it because of the way like you always get these weird false starts because there's always delay even though it's micro delays (laughs) and it's such an interesting point because i I know exactly what you're talking about it feels like it's like an organic drop in drop out like i'm sure we've all felt this where it's like you notice when the conversation is dividing when you have four people or so, like at least four people because you, then you could have two conversations. But once you get there, you can feel when it's like you and another person are having your own conversation and then you and the other two people are having their own conversation. And it's, if your conversation's dying down or they're like catching on to something you're saying and they're coming into it, like you feel the attention organically moving through and I'm using a lot of hand signs because you, you can feel like the attention shrinking and, and growing or in an organic way. And like you, right. per, you pick up on it somehow. It's like body language or just the way people turn towards you or listen in. I don't know how to really describe it, but we've all felt these kind of things. Right. No, yeah, <laughs> definitely. And I don't know if you've experienced this, but this doesn't happen in person, but on a Zoom call, say you haven't said much and there's a conversation happening and then like a normal environment, you can just not be a part of that conversation. You can talk to someone else. But in a Zoom call, someone notices you not <laughs> interacting. They're like, hey, what do you think about this? And you're like, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Or you're like trying to make up something. Right. And it's like, I, geez, I, the reason I didn't say anything, I had nothing to say. That's a really interesting point because like, at least in person, you can tell that person like, oh, sorry, I wasn't really listening to what you were saying. Or I, was, I just daydreamed or whatever it is that you said. And you're like, can you reiterate your point? I guess you're right. You really can't do that unless you have legitimate connection problems <laughs> on a right. Zoom call. Like right. outside of that, it's like, why you're not paying attention, are you? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's just interesting, man. And I like feel that, I don't know how it is at home. I feel like more people in Chicago are like over, like everyone's over it, but like over it to the point where it's fuck it. I don't care. Yeah. I think it, it depends on the person, I think, at this point, whatever your threshold of risk. But I think in general, most of us are just on on this point where it's, at least in, in my realm, like my mom works at Walmart, so you really don't get any higher risk outside of working at a hospital or something like that. And then I go to the gym, so I take the necessary risk there, but it's I have to wear a mask and they take your temperature and all that kind of stuff. And I'm, I wear my wearables. So I, I feel like in my circumstances i'm i have a better idea of whether or not i've been exposed or feel sick so i can make judgment call there but just given from my mom that she has to work in a public place it's the risk is there regardless if i want it to be or not so it's there's a there's just a limit to how much i'm gonna close off my life because for me at the very least for me like my minimum is going to the gym and maybe picking up food just to grab lunch or dinner or something like that but i take the necessary risk because i still think that the benefits of going to the gym outweigh the risk of not going just because of the just because of the knock-on effects of working out 
means you'd have a better active immune system and all these other things that are associated with working out. So for me, it's I'll eat that. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. It's actually, I'm surprised that knock on wood. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. Like, but surprised that like your, like your mom works at Walmart. That's one of the busiest stores. And especially like now, yeah. you know what I mean? Like these last, like last couple of weeks, but I'm surprised it's been pretty smooth. At least to my understanding. As far as I know, yeah. There's been a few cases at the Walmart we've been at, but no like crazy outbreaks or anything like that that I that that we've been aware of. They haven't like shut down the store or for for whatever reason. It's you know, and which is good. It's great. No, oh, I'm thankful. <laughs> Honestly, like I like, guess let's, <laughs> right. let's keep that up. Like I don't I, I don't wish a virus on anybody. Let's be super clear. That's why it's funny, I think, when people say, Oh, who cares? I'm like, you can't say that. <laughs> like I don't think that's, uh, I think that's very short-sighted. But even with Mike and Mary, again, as far as I know, it's been pretty smooth sailing for them. And that's pretty... Yeah, Mike did have it like a couple weeks ago, but outside of that... Oh, he had it? Yeah. Never mind. But the, the problem there, though, too, is like apparently the patient that he was working with tested negative twice. And then by the time they released him or about to release him, he tested positive. And so it's that's the limitation oh. of this stuff. It's You can test the person and then they are negative and all of a sudden they're positive and now you've worked with that patient for however long that he worked with him and then he i think he tested positive and like four days later or something so wow. it was that's like these weird situations like that and then for him at least probably are because of our age group he didn't really have too much symptoms and stuff like that so yeah. for him it was like over in 14 or he was back at work in 10 days and like really had symptoms for four, but had some lingering stuff, but in general it was a super mild case. And without the testing, I wouldn't even have called it COVID just because <laughs> right. of how mild it was. And yeah. like for him, cause he had to quarantine in his own house. So he was like craving social tension <laughs> afterwards. Like he's, like, he's like going up to Mary, love me. Cause she's get away from me. I don't want you to anywhere near me. Cause I don't want to get COVID because then I can't right. go to work. That kind right. of situation. Even still like he's, it's been almost a year and like now. Right. I know the that's the crazy thing. It's like, it took this long for <laughs> someone we right. know that's a nurse to finally get it. Thank God it took that long. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. It's funny because Joe got it before, but yeah, it's, I don't know, man. I know. I feel like this is such a reoccurring point that's always made forever this year, <laughs> but like, I just, like, I think about it actually. Oh, I was going to bring this up earlier. I recently I did. A, I don't do, as I was saying, I don't do like guided meditations or like really like actually meditate. Yeah. Um, and I think I might've sent this to you. I don't remember. Was it a Spotify uh, meditation thing? Yeah. It's like you told me I to listen send. to it. Yeah, you did send yeah, it. And it was, I did it on the, the solstice. Oh, nice. <laughs> Just because I was like, that was before I got rid of social media and every single person was talking about it. And mm -hmm. was like, oh, do it. So I was like, okay, it's not going to hurt. So I did it. And that was the point I was making. Oh, it was like the guy, I'll save it because I've, and maybe we can put it in the show notes. Yeah, definitely. It was a great meditation and I don't meditate. And I was like, dude, like I was like overwhelmed with emotion. Yeah. That's awesome. Crazy. I was crying, like literally. Wow. Yeah. That doesn't happen. You and know for the I mean? record, anyone listening, um, I would not consider Jordan like to be overly sensitive. Yeah. Like like for you, like at least for you to get emotional, that's pretty it had to hit you pretty deep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was even crazier because Alex was me and Alex did it together because she's like, Oh, I'm gonna meditate too. So I just put it on the Google home and she started crying too. Wow. Yeah. At the same point, like at the end, she was like, wow, that was really good. I'm like, yeah, it was. And she's like, I literally started crying. And I was like, 
Yo, I did too. Whoa, that's so cool. <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. And I, again, I, she meditates pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. I don't. I was like that. I don't know. I don't really have words for that to articulate that experience. But yeah, um, the point was that it was like asking you to vision yourself in a year from oh. now, or I don't know if it specified the time, but like vision yourself in the future. And like, one of the first things I thought is <laughs> funny. The first things I thought of was like being able to walk around without a mask. That's how I pictured it. And I was like, that's hilarious. That's so forefront on my mind. That's like what I want. So yeah, definitely do that one. Cause I think it was, a. I don't want to spoil it. I want everyone to experience it if they decide to listen. But yeah, I think you've given enough of a rave review to make it worth people's time. And personally, my spell, myself, I, I really think I talk about meditation a lot and it's still one of those things that I still think is very much worth it. And I think even you as someone who doesn't really subscribe to the standard or at least what we would call secular meditation nowadays with just sitting and breathing and focusing on your breath at the very least, that's how a lot of people know of it today. I think even if you just do something where you just are doing deep breaths for five minutes, or if you just make sure, make a time where you put away your phone for five minutes and don't do anything other than just sit there. And just set the bar super, super low. Like where as soon as you feel your thoughts wander, you just take a deep breath and do that. I think if you do simple behavior like that for five, 10 minutes a day, you're, you're going to notice something and it'll be subtle. And I guess the word that I would use, it would, it just, for me, it makes me less negative reactive, which the way I describe that is if something bad happens to you in during that day, or, or you just get bad <laughs> feedback of, of some form it just makes it so I can look at that experience and not take it on to myself, if that makes sense. Make it look bad on me. <laughs> right. No, that makes It's just, it makes you, I guess it helps you not rationalize, but not overreact Yeah. to certain things. Yeah. And that's what I think is important. And, <clears throat> and that's why I want to get into it more and more. Again, the kind of being present thing and kind of noticing yeah. or understanding that like, most things that happen to you aren't the end of the world. And they're not about you most of the time, unless it's like legitimately your fault that something happened, which maybe not, but that's for you to decide. But like the, I actually was just listening to a podcast today. So Dan Harris is the author of uh, 10% happier. And I just listened to him on a podcast and I will link it in the show notes. But he said the, in the conversation, they talked about it. And basically the way that they were talking about it and like metaphor was You don't get mad at the weather, right? If tomorrow it starts raining or snowing or whatever, you don't get mad at that day because it's decided to be shitty out. (laughs) So the the same thing should go for your, your own mental state. Just because you feel crappy or whatever, or you feel like you're not being type A enough, like many people are that probably listen to this, or just want to get stuff done because they just are feel that goal oriented you got to just let it go to some degree and start again tomorrow. Yeah, no, that, that's really, I want to listen to that for sure. Dan Harris, but I'll send it. I'll send a link to you after this. But yeah, that's one thing I've been thinking on myself is like, just again, just not overreacting in the sense where it's, if I feel, say I wake up one day and the day before I set up this whole agenda or to-do list, whatever. And let's say, I have like writer's block or I'm just not feeling or I'm overly distracted. Like mm. I don't try to harp on that and be like, Oh my God, I have writer's block. I'm just sitting mope. Yeah, um, exactly. I'll either, <laughs> you know, yeah. Moping. It's like, I'll either say, okay, 
and take a break. I'm going to, you know, play a game for a couple hours and revisit it. I'm going to sit on the patio, just something changing it up and being like, okay, like right now my head's not in the right space. So I need to change, you know, the headspace, just whatever's going on around me to get right back on track, which a little harder when I can. I'm going to go to the bar, get a beer right there or something. Mm-hmm. I can't do that, but still, I think that is that's helped me a lot to not get in my own head on things and just know, okay, that's not happening right now. Don't force it because then I'm not going to be happy with it. You know what yeah. I mean? I think resetting is really important. It's a common thing for people who have trouble falling asleep right away. Like we've trained our bedrooms to do more than one thing, which it should be there for sleeping. But a lot of times there's TVs or you're on your phone for way longer than you should. And one of the best ways to just train yourself, it's if you're not sleepy, get out of the bedroom and go do something else until you feel tired. And Or at least the very least, just get up out of the room and do walk, go get a glass of water or whatever you need to do. And then come back to the room and say, okay, it's time to go to sleep. And I've, I've noticed like that I'll get uncomfortable. Like I'll be feel warm or something. And all I gotta do is just like literally get up and then walk out of the room and come back in. And it's, oh, like, why was I uncomfortable or something? And now it's completely gone. I'm like, this is now a weird, <laughs> like now I'm good. Okay, cool. I'm like, this is the strangest right. thing ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I agree. And that's why I think it's important to have that. That's one thing that I'm like, your bedroom should be your bedroom. Don't eat in the bed. Yeah. You know what I mean? And to at least me, I well, like I used to, when I used to eat in the bed, I would always be hungry. Like when I went to go lay down, <laughs> you know, like, oh, I just want, I want a midnight snack. <laughs> it was like, dude, like to stop eating in the bed and that's going to go away over time. Granted different if you didn't eat all day, but right. for the most part, I think that helps that. Or like when you're restless and you lay down and you're like, oh, I can't sleep. I can't sleep. You know what I mean? Do you do all these freaking different activities while you're in bed? No shit. Cause your mind doesn't associate that those things together. So that's important. And that's for everyone who's thinking about moving who's listening that's my one critique against a studio don't just understand <laughs> you know what I mean? that's the biggest thing <laughs> so just keep that in mind <laughs> you're limited how much you can everything can yeah. be done in the bed look at all the things yeah it's like dude do you want to cook just get a long spatula you're good <laughs> like, <laughs> you're good to go <laughs> you're like i've perfected the art of breakfast in bed <laughs> dude Man, it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's been a wild ride, and we've criticized a lot of what this year has been about, or complained about it to some degree or another. But I think early on, I went into this with this idea that I wanted to come out of 2020 better off than I would have been because of the way this changed and everything legitimately closed off. It's easy to be like, it's a three foot, like, gimme like this year sucked anyways, might as well not even try. And no one would bat an eye at you for, for thinking that. But I really wanted to come out of this year and still had said, Hey, looked, I learned something. And so for you, was there anything that you, obviously there's a lot we've already covered here, but is there anything that sticks out to you that you really learned in 2020, either about yourself or something that you achieved? I think I've learned, and I should say that I don't think this started this year. Mm-hmm. I think this was something that had been in motion for a couple of years for a multitude of different reasons. But I think what I learned about myself and that really kind of like really got blown up this year is that I am like mentally stronger than I thought I was. And not in a conceited way, but in, in the sense that when stuff seems at its worst, 
And like, you just get down and what did they say? Misery loves company. You know what I mean? And like bad things just happen. One thing happens and the next thing happens. And it's just, you can't get out of this loop. And I think I've learned to be able to take those things in stride and obviously not perfect yet, but take those things in stride and understand that it's like, okay, like what, how can I make this into a positive instead of just moping or however, and letting it be a negative how can I flip this and say, okay, I'm going to learn something from here or whatever. I'm trying to think of an example specifically. So for example, so my apartment in Chicago, mm-hmm. that was just terrible <laughs> for more reasons than one. Just, I won't get into it. <laughs> it's just not a good apartment. Hated that two month time in my life. It was, it was terrible. It was just permanently stressed for eight weeks. But when I look back on it and like, I realized this pretty soon after I was like, if I wouldn't, if me and Alex together haven't, wouldn't have went through that we wouldn't have been able to come out here. But we had to go through that for the opportunity to come here. Yeah. So I think like just going through those things, bad things are going to happen to you no matter what. Like you can't stop it. Shit happens. And it's how you take that, absorb it, and then use it to your advantage so that it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's my biggest thing. I love it. <laughs> so good. It reminds me of... I remember reading Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. The take home from that book is no matter how much of your freedom as a human being is taken away from you, as much as this situation has put us in, you are never so limited in how you respond to that situation. And how you respond to to that situation in many ways sets the tone for what comes after. I think that's a perfect example of what you just shared there because it's at the end of the day, it's how we look at this situation and say, can't really change much about it, but what we can change is how I respond to it. If you seek for growth or aim to be, make the most of it at the very least, can't do worse. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it, it's crazy. And we're recording this on new year's Eve right now. So it feels strange. Like we got a couple hours left really. And I, I've done so much thinking like lately, like, Last year, I was doing a whole bunch of podcasts around the same time. And I was just like, I think I did a podcast almost exactly at this time last year, too. And it was like the craziest thing ever. I'm like, I'm podcasting on New Year's Eve. Like, <laughs> who does that? What? Shouldn't I be out partying or whatever? <laughs> and then it's, I'm doing it again. And it's, I don't know, it, it, some things change, but other things don't change <laughs> at the end of the day, right? Like the the people you surround yourself with, if they're people that you enjoy being around, you'll... No matter what happens, you'll make it work. I think for me, one of the biggest takeaways is just the people that mattered. Me and Joe have said this, the conversations we had around the middle of the year, just talking about race in America and things like that were some of the most powerful conversations that we personally ever had with you as a friend. We we really came away from that just feeling, oh yeah, we get each other. It's like still some of the most powerful conversations that like solidified a friendship and really a brotherhood that no matter what happens, we'll be able to talk it through. And we wouldn't have been able to have that conversation unless certain horrible things hadn't happened this year. It set the the foundation to go into those topics that are, well, difficult to talk about. And I'm really fortunate for a lot of those kind of things because it just feels like it, it helped me understand more about myself, but also more about people that I look to and respect really deeply. I love that. <laughs> I love that. That's one of my, that's one of the things I'm most proud of of us to yeah. be able to go through that, have articulate 
conversations and come to an understanding regardless of if we agreed wholly or not and that's like a testament to I think our individual growth so yeah that's I agree 100% I see what you mean that's something I look back on I'm like I'm glad that was possible because that's not possible everywhere I've heard so many stories of people losing friendships or family members or whatever and it's just I don't know for me, it was always one of the core things about not only this podcast, but just our group of friends is just our ability to have conversations and talk about things that were not only fun, but difficult. And to me, it felt like no matter how crazy the outside world seemed to be responding to things, it was like I had a support group that I could just shoot a text to you guys or be like, hey, we need to jump on a conversation and talk this through which we did multiple times <laughs> outside of recording it and just have these long drawn out conversations, just trying to make sense of the chaos that just really made it bearable. No. Yeah. I agree. 2020 has been a ride, man. Definitely. A ride. So yeah. <laughs> and <I'm> with, <laughs> we made it. I mean, we freaking made it right. Like <laughs> we're still all here and nobody is worse for wear, at least for friends and family. Everyone kind of got through it and mm. we're hopefully we're past the hump, right? Like we're past the worst <laughs> of it <laughs> and right. we, we can start looking to what post COVID life looks like. And that mask idea, that dream of not wearing that thing. Oh my God. I am right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so small. It's such a small thing, but yeah, weirdly enough, like being able to see someone smile, like without like, what are they doing underneath their mask? I'm not sure if they're, what, you know what I mean? Are you a friendly person? I can't tell. Right? Like half your face is scared right now, but I don't know. It's just a, a crazy year, but still, I think most of us learned about things about ourselves and about people we were close to that you wouldn't have learned otherwise. But I definitely won't forget it. No, but I think that's important, right? Like these kind of, these are growing pains that regardless of it was this like global scale thing, you would have to confront it at some point in your life because life's going to throw you those curveballs. And so it's better to lean into it now while you, everyone is having to adapt to it than, you know, rebel against it and make it harder on yourself. As always, we hit the gas pedal and just keep going. It's already over an hour and 20 minutes, Jordan. Every time, dude. <laughs> Every time. We're going we're gonna to wrap this bad boy up and go hang out with our homies in a little bit here. New Year's on Discord. Woo! Never thought we'd be able to do this one, but hey, <laughs> it's somehow going to work and we're going to play fun games and just chill with friends across three time zones. Right. <laughs> Jesus, man. We're going to have to say Happy New Year three different times. <laughs> and do shots three different times. Right. I'm, I'm game. I'm game. <laughs> but I don't know. Is there anything else you want to... Tell people about if there's any music or books or whatever it is that you may have absorbed in some format that you want other people to check out from 2020. Yeah, I do. So music, just quick, what you should listen to. Kid Cudi's new album. Great. Everyone listen to that. Let's see. TV shows. The Queen's Gambit. Watch that. It's a miniseries. I think eight episodes. It's really good. I, I really only had one critique on the whole thing. Wow really wasn't that big of a deal what else what else oh yeah i'll just say 2020 should be a really interesting 2021 sorry should be a really interesting year in terms of what i've been working on so we'll talk more about that and hopefully the next time we do a podcast i can be more open about those things (laughs) i hope so too 
because yeah. you know, I feel like it's been a long time coming for before you can say some of the stuff you've been working on. You know, I know, yeah. I know you've been grinding for a long time, and we'll hopefully see some fruits of that labor coming up. I think we will. I think we will. Sweet. Jordan, fun as always, and until next time. Hopefully yeah. in person by the time, by, by the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. At least I'll be there soon. Yeah. We'll, we'll do the next podcast. We'll do it in person. Yeah. We should make. Definitely. We'll make time to do that. And hopefully Joe will be back in town too. So we can have the, the team back together again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Peace. I wanted to take some time here and talk about how you, the listeners, can support Feeding Curiosity. I've always believed in providing more content to whoever listens to this of value than what you'd ever pay for. I don't like the idea of having to sponsor myself with products I don't use or believe in. If it's something I use and believe in, then sure, I will talk about it and I will do everything I can to do that. And I've done that on this podcast before. Not sponsored, but I've talked about many products that I believe in. But in the aims of choosing to create a new model that I believe in and that we should all be striving for is breaking ourselves away from the subsidized model that ads provide. And so with that, we have turned on the uh, anchor.fm support structure which allows you, the listener, to subscribe to our content at the level of your choosing. That is either a $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99 a month. Meaning that you, the listener, and me, the creator, can be transparent about how much value you see in our content. And by doing so, that allows me to have more resources to ever increase the quality of this content. And that's not to say I won't be doing this anyways, but it breaks me out of the loop of having to worry about those things because there is a lot of time that goes into this podcast, but I love it. And I hope that by you choosing to support the podcast, you know how much I care about the quality of this content. And so with that, everyone, thank you all for listening and I hope you enjoy.